So NFL than MLB. You okay? So which I agree with that that the NFL is more popular. I mean, that doesn't mean it's a dying sport. MLS is probably the least popular sport, professional sport, but doesn't mean it's not popular. Doesn't mean it's not. I mean, hockey may be actually less popular, you know, down here. Uh, when you get rid of your only franchise. Yeah. Send them to Canada. Uh, let's get into it. To Off the Cup Sports, episode two of the rebrand. How you guys doing? Today is a wonderful day. <laughs> Ask me at four thirty Central Time. Gotcha. All right, so let's move into the Distress Club. Who is there right now? Ooh. Someone who we haven't talked about. I have no idea. Hmm. So everybody's doing okay? <laughs> yeah, but that I care about is doing okay. I mean, just about everybody. Um I don't I don't know. Can we put Miami Heat in the distress club just by default? So I feel and like they were in about... the championship last year, and now they're looking like a lottery pick. I mean, that's the only we've talked about the Mavericks and the Nets. Um, <laughs> the next best team would be Miami, but they've they've just been decent. It's not like they're terribly bad. They lost um, some players in the offseason that probably helped with their death, but. I don't know. They just seem average yeah. this year. Well, uh, I'm not in distress right now, but I will be in six months. Can you elaborate on this, um, JT? Uh, yeah, I can now. Um, announce that I, uh, my wife is pregnant with our first child. Is where you insert the applause. <laughs> and she is about three months along. She had her, her second uh, appointment uh, this past week and she heard the heartbeat. So we're doing, we're doing okay. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll see how that's gonna go. Uh, you'll see the formal announcement tomorrow on Facebook. We're telling people that are important ahead of skin. Oh, damn. damn, we important. VIPs. We, I know, right? <laughs> Even though Us. he let it slip last week, but we're not going to say that online. <laughs> Mitch. I, what are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. I didn't say that. All right. Uh, we'll move on from that. We'll get into... Uh, the game that happened this past weekend with the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. 
Uh, I'm gonna y'all give me your initial thoughts, and then I'll start asking some questions. I'll let Celo uh, go no, on his little I'm tangent. No, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking first. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not talking first. I'm not talking first. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense, combined with Kansas City's lack of offensive line, is the biggest story to take away from this game. Yeah, who who mentioned that before the game about the how the defensive line and the offensive line situation was going to be a key factor in this? But, you know. But yeah, we'll we'll let the person who was highly incorrect tell his story later. But um, yeah, you can't really win a game if you don't score a touchdown and you don't have receivers catching the balls. And I mean making... that man, that man, Patrick Mahomes was doing. It. Everything, except catching the ball for these boys. I mean, you you had passes hit off of players' helmets, like right in the face mask, like when they were in the end zone. There was at least three occurrences where he hit a guy in the hands or the face in the end zone, and they came up with zero points in those situations. So that say what you will about the officiating in the first half, um, but. <laughs> You got to overcome some stuff to win a championship. And I mean, he got, they got down there four or five times and could not come up with a touchdown. Right. And then you get stops on defense and then make stupid penalties like um, jumping off sides on a field goal attempt or, you know, mm-hmm. latent pass interferences that could have kept you off the field. So the combination of everything, um, it was just dominating on Tampa Bay's part. Yeah. That now I'll give in the first half there was two drives that the officiating was somewhat one-sided and very ticky-tacky, but that's really two drives I saw that and two drives shouldn't make that the difference of a a blowout in a game. All right. Oh, so it's my turn. Okay, it's your turn. Go ahead. Have your have your spiel. Congratulations to the NFL. Thank you for like making Tom Brady the false god that everybody so covenantly wants him to be. Um, first and foremost, um, thank you to the refs. I mean, you were there for us for the during the flake gate, the tuck rule, and now you're here with us still to this day. So referees in the NFL, great job. Good job. Okay. It's number one. Okay. Can't win again. Can't win a championship without rough help. Okay. That's one. Very, very special. Two drives my ass. So at least about three. Okay. At least three. Where it's like dead government. Like are we 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 just gonna let Tom Brady just like every time we get to a third down. Oh snap, we need a first down. Hey, um, pass interference. Oh my god, tripped over his shoelace balls on catch. Well, hey, pass interference. Uh be at that as it may. Okay. Cool, whatever. Secondly, good job of the whole Bucks defensive line. Okay. I'll admit I was wrong. Y'all deserve the MVP because without y'all, like the guy doesn't even win, like legitimately. So good job for them. But oh my God, you freaking receivers. Like I had a better chance of catching balls that this man was throwing. Like he got away from like a four man pass rush, still hitting people in the hands and they're still dropping balls. Like 
I don't understand what it is that the guy. I mean, he pulled do. he pulled off a Superman throw and threw a laser, and the guy drops it. So, like, I I don't I don't really understand like what was going on. All I'm saying is that yes, I halfway buy into the conspiracy theory that everybody just wanted Tom Brady to win, so now he could match Peyton. So it's like now Peyton can't be in the conversation by himself the only person to win two championships with two different teams. Like, it is what it is. I understand that. But, no, like, I have never seen, like, the amount of, like, BS that we had to go through and that, like, just – that Tom just gets everything. But, you know, it is what it is. He's the NFL's golden child. Just I'm, I'm going to let him have it. Like, I sent all you boys a, a fantastic TikTok explaining why Peyton Manning is still a GOAT when it, when it comes to the metrics and film and everything. So I'm securing myself. I don't care. But, damn it, I told y'all, like, you never bet against Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs, all right? And I brought my You were ready to do that at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you you literally bet that they he was going to get blown, blown out, out by two touchdowns at least. Yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot that Roger Goodell knows that Tom Brady is his cash cow. I'm so sorry. I made that. I made a crucial mistake. That will never happen again. This man will be on his deathbed, and as long as he can get out there to throw a ball four yards down the field, they'll find a way to get the guy to win. So. Hey Solo, um, you do realize if Tampa Bay didn't score a single point in that first half, they still they would still won the game. So I, 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 I don't understand this uh, argument. Uh, yes, hold up, was, hold up, hold up with that. Hold up with that because there would have been multiple times they would have been down there. They wouldn't have gone for the touchdown. They would have just kicked the field goal, and they and they uh, the, and they would have they could have won the game in that aspect. They were there was multiple times during that second half that the, the Chiefs got within the twenty yard line, which is well within inside Butker's range. Right, and they would have kicked a field goal in that situation if they were only down by one point. Yeah, all but, I'm saying is, also, is that like there's there's multiple instances where it's like you know, like say during the game, first touchdown, like of the game, absolutely legitimate. Okay, they drive right. down, they don't get anything. I understand. Like the two drives where they pretty much gift wrapped them 14 points. Now you have to start playing a different way. Like, imagine if, let's say, like, on one of those, you kick a field goal, and it's 10 nothing. Okay, well, now I can afford to kick a field goal, and now it's, you know, 10-3. Okay, the next drive, you don't give Brady the dead gun pass interference call that puts him right at the freaking end zone. And, like, now I'll drive down again, and now I'm in field goal range, and I kick another one, and now it's 10-6 instead of it being 21-3 to or 21 nothing. Like, it – it's a it's a different makeup like I understand what you mean I'm just saying like if you were going to call or like you know to let people play and make it interesting like don't give stuff like that at the very beginning of the game mm -hmm. because now you pretty much know the outcome they have to press in order to score like that here's the thing you're that that last drive before halftime if you want to say that wasn't supposed to be a touchdown cool that call in the end zone that pass was well out of the catchable range. I'm fine by saying And then that. the one that set it up, too. And the that's one, what I'm saying. When the he got tripped, he tripped or, which, and touched his foot, and all of a sudden, that's a P.I. 
what would you call it? That one called that. That's a, that's a no call. It's that's a no call, and the ball was ten yards away from Mike Evans. I know, but he's not that good. I mean, he's Megatron. Let's be real. But let's say we take that one out on the interception, the drive before the interception that was overturned because of defensive holding. Was that defensive holding? Yes, it was. Okay, I'm I'm not saying saying all of these calls. Hold on, I'm just I'm just going down the plays. There was no other calls outside of that where they lined up off sides on the field goal and that second five where they or on that second t- that touchdown would have still put you at 14 to six at halftime if you just take away the the touchdown right before the half so you're looking at 14 six before half and that's a fair assessment that's fair okay but you like but then you're I'm looking at it's like 14 now here's six, you know, here's my thing that argument with not not that anything that they called was was wrong outside of those one or two, it was that there's no way that if they're being this tic-tac-y towards the Buck, the, the, the Chiefs defense, that there's no calls on the Bucks defense in this process. Like nothing. Question. Like, like there was like a level nothing, of inconsistency. You don't have to play as tight when you're dropping back basically everybody into coverage. So you don't have to put your hands on people and play like touchy football when you have a four four lineman getting pass rush. So I understand the calls weren't on the other side, but I think their defensive scheme was totally different than what Kansas City was doing. Kansas City the entire year has played tough, like physical football on defense. Like that's been their ground game. But you look at you know, you drop two back and or two safeties and coverage, cover two the entire time, and you have that over the top help. Like, there's no reason to actually pass in a fear. That's that's just my my thought okay, process. Okay, that's and that's a fair as, assessment. Now, as Kansas we City, put, we can't put all that blame on uh, on just the refs. There are some aspects that, like, if you're the if you're, you know, we talk about how great of play callers that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are. And if you see that you drop and try to just straight up drop back pass, you're not getting the protection that you need. Why are you not changing it up? You know, I understand he had turf toe issues and other things that he but clearly he was still very mobile. I mean, it wasn't as mobile to his standards, but he was still very mobile. Why are you not running bootlegs, rollouts, anything like that to move the pocket to help him if his offensive line can't do the job? My that's my say what you will, the officiating and everything with that. Why do they I... herald as great play callers? cannot adjust i understand why in the beginning they didn't have him roll out because they they're like he's injured we've got to keep him in the pocket make it easy on him but he's got a he had 400 scramble yards i mean clearly he could still move very well i think one thing um and i think what andy reed was calling is correct if i'm not i'm not sure who was calling the place but either way like you've got to obviously that you're that's not working and you- there's 
to change. There's it no up. reason why they did not run the ball at some point. Like you have your running back, and he only got nine yeah. carries. Like if you got, to, if you're trying to protect your quarterback in the situation, run the ball so they can't just pin their ears back and go. Like there are so right. many things that this. I mean, I'm not an expert play caller. I, I trust me. I, I couldn't figure out how to call good plays coaching JV, but still like that. Why, why weren't they running any short passes? Like either screen slants across the middle. Yeah, if you something see to slow something the, different. slow that defense down. Like, I mean, we got, you got to try, try something. And that's, that's my main question. Um, like I understand why they couldn't do their normal stuff. Like I, I fully get it, but where was that change and where was the strategy and just like you know, if, letting Patrick if you're Mahomes... that good of a play call, you should be able to adjust and say, okay, they're doing this to us. Let's go do this. Like I, they, it's like they were all of a sudden got tight and thought what they didn't know what to do anymore. This should have been Tyreek's Hill game to shine. Um, they were doubling him the whole game. It didn't matter. There's nothing they could do. They were blanking him the entire time. There's, I just would have was never open. I would have done bootleg screens, just tossing it to him, use him as a as a second running back the entire game. Because if you can't throw downfield and get the balls to your playmakers, um, I yeah, think he you, was you, dumping it off to Kelsey a lot um, in the second half just to get something. But yeah, like, you know. Now, with that being said, taking out. The play, the the referees' calls, um, ignoring that. Do we think that Tom Brady was the right MVP of that game? No. The only thing he did was not fuck up. That's like, that's the best way to describe. He had two hundred yards passing. That is pedestrian. That is extremely pedestrian. Well, he for no he, points in the second half when the re, when the play call the the referees was more con, were more consistent on their calls. Well, he re-imitated his first Super Bowl. I'll give you that. Well, it wasn't like like the like the slow production, but I mean, like he really didn't do anything. He just handed the ball off. Like in all honesty, we're being perfectly honest. Like. It, Jameis Winston could have won that Super Bowl. With all the talent like, that was around him, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jameis Winston I, definitely could have won that Super Bowl. Like, I don't think like, so. Like, I, it's a different if he got if, if they got these same calls. These same, yeah, it's, if he got it's these a same totally, calls. He wouldn't totally have played as clean offense. of a game, but I yeah, mean. it's a totally, totally different set. But I still think he could have won this game with the talent that was around him. Exactly. Getting there, exactly. I don't think he would have got there. But like, let's say Jameis was the backup and Tom Brady got hurt in the ch in the championship game, I think Jameis Winston could have won this game in a vacuum like that. I mean, so if we can agree that he's not the MVP of this game, who is the MVP of this game? Give it to the whole defensive line. That's the only ones that truly yeah. deserve it. I mean, I, I, I kind of lean if you're going to give it to one guy because this is at the end end of the day the MVP is basically an offensive award at this point. Unfortunately, if you're going to give it to an, an offensive guy, you got I think you got to give it to Fournette. He's the one that put this game away. And this he put it away, 
but it's not like his performance really outshined Tom Brady either. I don't think anybody on the offense. That was a strong did. performance for a running back there. That was a really strong performance. It was strong, but it wasn't. I don't think it outshined Tom Brady, if that makes sense. In terms, I think they both equally um, affected the game. More so Leonard Fournette, you know, really sealed the deal. And he got right. the big plays, or I wouldn't even say big plays, but he got the first downs when it, when they needed first downs. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's just what I categorize as being valuable is right. you make the play that needs to be made in the moment it needs to be made. I mean, Tom Brady throwing those touchdowns in the first half, I mean, those were good plays, but it wasn't, like, vital to the situation. I don't think anything offensively was vital, if we're being quite honest. All right. That's a hard thing to, for me to argue against. So I'll, I'll give you that. But, yeah, I, I think um, the defense – if, if you could make it a defensive award, I would give it to the defense. I would give it to the, not even to the defense itself, give it to the defensive line. I mean, when you can drop, you know, eight into coverage every, well, not eight, seven into coverage every single play and only rush four, DBs can look really, really good. You know, right. they're getting to the quarterback. They're making plays on him. Shout out to uh, Todd Bowles. Definitely, that was a great um, game plan, even though it was extremely basic. Yeah, but I mean, but when you got you got the talent that you have, you can be simple, right? I mean, the triple option offense is one of the most complex offenses out there, and who runs it? Teams that don't have the talent to run anything else. I wonder why Georgia Tech won't switch back. They have more success. We'll, we'll see what happens this year with them. I think whatever they're going to be is what they will be next. That's the best they're going to be under uh, Jeff Collins, honestly. I'm not saying what they will, they're going to be good, they're going to be bad. I just, whatever they're going to be, is what we'll see next year once he's got his full rotation of a recruiting class in. But anyways, back to the NFL. Um, did the Texans need to just give up on Deshaun Watson at this point? I mean, it's I think a girlfriend that doesn't want to admit that you guys are broken up at this point. Now that um, J.J. Watt is gone, They've got to don't, – don't go out sad. Um, be, be good to your franchise player, even though you think J.J. Watt's your franchise. Go ahead and trade him. Just send him somewhere. And it doesn't even matter where you send him. Just get him out. With that being said, if you're Deshaun Watson's agent, what do you think is the best location for him? I mean, I know, I know Lamoris, you would love to have him in Atlanta, but – you know, the salary cap situation, it doesn't make sense for him to go there. Uh, so who? No, I don't. Saints. You think the Saints? Do they have the Saints. money to afford that 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 salary, that his, his contract, though? That's the thing. I think it's a great fit for him, but, like, you got to think about, 
you got to think about that as well because a team's not going to want to trade for him if they can't afford his contract. I mean, no, he's who's um who's signed to the Saints next year? That's taken up. I know uh, Taysom Hill's got a big contract. I know they gave Jameis Winston a decent contract. Uh, I thought Jameis was just on a one year. Oh, he might have been, but. There's a lot of talent on that team. I mean, you've got Alvin Kamara there. You've got Latavius Murray there. These guys are going to be – it depends. I mean, I feel like there'd be, it's – maybe not this year it's an issue, but when they've got to re-up the contracts for these guys that have really boomed, you know, right? Phil Thomas, Alvin Kamara, that defense is stacked – I mean, who's going to, you've got to, you can't be, you got, you can't just think about next year. You got to think about long-term how much money is going to be, you know, up for grabs. I mean, I think a decent pick would be, uh, would be uh, San Francisco. Mm. I mean, they've got – if they move Jimmy Garoppolo, they've got a decent salary cap situation to, to make it affordable. And then, I mean, imagine someone with an offensive mind like Kyle Shanahan with Deshaun Watson. I mean, look what he did with Matt Ryan. What, imagine what he could do with, with a legitimate athlete. One thing that's helping them in that situation, uh, Garoppolo's, I think, a free agent. I thought he still had another year on his deal. Mm-mm. If I if I remember correctly. Um, and then they've got a decent defense uh, once Bosa comes back from injury. Uh, running game is is decent. Um, it's a running back. It's running by committee. Uh, so they've got they've got a couple horses there that work well. I wouldn't go to the Jets if I were him, if he had the choice. There's well, obviously, I don't think anybody would go to the Jets by choice. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, he can make them better, but there's so many other holes around him that it's not going to be that different than what he's gotten in Houston right now. I mean, yeah, he likes the situation more because he's not dealing with that front office, but... There's also um, the Broncos. Yeah, I was about to at say least that would be a. I think that might be a, be a decent spot. Uh, I just don't know how much, you know, he's got to work with there. As far he's as got a young receiving core. Jerry Judy just went there. That's true. Jerry Judy's a good pick. That's a good. Um, one. They have Melvin Gordon, so you've got a running back or a decent running back. No, I, I don't think that defense is great out there. I mean, they're not bad, but but then also, do you really want to have to go to a division where you've got to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year? No. <laughs> I mean, let's, no. Let's, let's be well, real. Like, And plus... 
they're not going to send him to anybody in their division. So he's not going to go to the Colts, which we think would be a good position for him as well with what he's got around him. Uh, but they're not going to send him somebody in in the same division as them. Uh, if let if him, I was him, I would stick to strictly NFC team. Yeah, I would go not consider that. Yeah. I would also I wouldn't want to go to the NFC South either because then you got to face Tom Brady twice a year. I mean, but the Buccaneers, um, even though Brady's there, the Buccaneers have to re up on basically everybody on that roster. I don't expect them to get back to the uh, the championship to the Super Bowl. That just depends on who they can get to come back. And now there's talks that OBJ might be going down there. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Him and Antonio Brown on the same team. That's that's and Mike. And Mike Evans. Not I'm not even talking about from a talent standpoint, just from a headache standpoint. OBJ, OBJ and uh and Antonio Brown. That's a lot. I give uh I give A B credit. He went from being on the verge of going to a mental hospital yeah. to being in the Super Bowl and yeah. being one of the top receivers in a Super Bowl side. What's crazy is the only people to score touchdowns in that game were guys that were basically recruited by Tom Brady to come down there. Which is why he recruited them. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I was joking when the news first came out about Deshaun Watson requesting uh, a trade saying he'd still be stuck there. But um, if he does get stuck there, I would not be surprised. I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised either if they're going to dig their heels in, but also he's got to be like, look, you don't have a good draft pick. You can't, so you can't draft the future. You can't afford to go sign a big free agent quarterback. So you've got, so are you really going to, I'm not going to play for you. So don't keep if I'm not going to play next year for you, flat, plain and simple. So what are you going to do? You're not going to be able to go get a quarterback in the draft. You're not going to be able to sign one in free agency because of my contract. If you just if you try to play these games with me. So what can you actually do? Well, that's going to be an issue because uh, if he does hold out in that sense, uh, the Texans get that money back. They don't have to pay him. Yeah, but you kind of still a hit against the salary do. cap. That's yeah. fine. And all you gotta do is just show up. Like he can show up and like oh and still get his money. Like that that's all you have to do. Like, yeah. If you go there and you like you can fake an injury, oh man, my shit, bro, my heel hurts. Like as crazy as that sounds, like it's been done before. Yeah. You can do that. I mean, shoot, Kawhi did that in San Antonio. It worked out really well for him. Yep, just he, like he at least up. had a, a a decent injury. I went. Oh, but his injury was better three months after he went through it. Like, come yeah. on now, all, all like that's like Deshaun Watson go to training camp, like get into a questionable situation where you like, oh, I tweaked it. Oh, my knee. Oh, my knee. Go to the team doctor. Okay, team doctor says he's good. Uh, I'm getting my own opinion. They make it the same saga. Just get out. Yeah. They, they, the Texans realize that tech, if if Deshaun Watson plays this right, the Texans really don't have a say 
in this situation. That's so true. But I'm afraid that Deshaun Watson is too nice of a guy to do all that. Yeah, no, nah, F that. I'm not going to sit there and suck. I know that's you, but Deshaun Watson is a company man. Nah, Dak is a company man, and look where that got him. Just saying. No, you're right. Yeah, it's a business, bro. You got to look out for yourself. Get the best situation. You are an independent contractor. But Dak, anything else? Dak bet on himself long term, trying to get more money when he. No, it wasn't money he was arguing for. The money was fine. It was was the years. It was the years. He wanted one less year. But that's, you got to take what you get at this point. When when you when you're not that sort of QB, like n- no offense, Dak is a great QB, but he's not on the level of like Patrick Mahomes or no, he's not Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Like, but he's still a he's, he's, he's still a franchise level quarterback. I mean, he may not be a championship level quarterback. He's still a franchise quarterback and right secure your back. And he's better. He's bag. better than Kirk Cousins. Look what the better than Daniel Jones. But, but but look at what Kirk Cousins has done all his career. The same with like uh, what? Alex Smith. What is he doing? He what he secured he his bag. He chased the money. Oh, Whenever somebody offers, Smith, we will not put Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins in the same sentence. We will not do that. We we will not do that. Alex Smith. Alex, Alex Smith. Don't know this year. Yeah, Alex Smith has been a dog in his career at least. Like Alex Smith can at least say it's like you know I won me you know, some meaningful playoff games and I put up some decent numbers. Like, Kirk Cousins can't say that. And he had one of the best receiving cores, like, in the NFL for, like, a three-year span. Like, no. Like, Kirk Cousins is on the level of, what's the the guy, he's on, like, you know, he's like a Colt McCoy freaking uh, guy. What's the, the, the third-string quarterback on, God, I can't remember the guy's name. Basic-ass quarterback. But, nah, like, my biggest thing is, like, you got 32 jobs in the NFL. Dak Prescott is by far one of the better quarterbacks, and he's he's a top 15. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you top 15 for sure. Uh, yeah. Especially with the right offensive coordinator. Exactly. It's like, you know, like, let's be honest. There aren't, you know, any – there aren't multiple Trevor Lawrences walking around here. There aren't multiple yeah. Sean Watson, Drew Breeses. It's like, you know – you got to, you know, be smart about this. Like, yeah. he's a good kid, you know. But, nah, if I were – if I was Deshaun Watson, I'm like, bro, I'm literally digging my heels in. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to fake an injury, and I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. And you can't tell me otherwise. Because what are you going to do? You're not going to, like, affect my stock. Like, everybody's yeah. going to be like, okay. Everybody Deshaun understands Watson. the situation. I mean, everyone's calling trying to sell the farm to him. To, to the Texans to get him. I don't know why they won't do it. It's like, bro, it's... Yeah. You need... You're, you're, you saving him is not going to help you out right now. You just let go of your best defensive player. You got rid of your number one receiver. Your For nothing. Receiver. For nothing. Keeps... Keeps smoking stuff. Or what? No, he was doing PEDs. Never mind. He was doing PEDs. So you don't know when he's going to – you're going to keep – you don't know when – how much you're going to have him around. <clears throat> you need to have other assets. Get 
keeping your number one quarterback, it doesn't matter how great he is. It's not going to help you just keeping him around, having that as your only source of offense. He needs somebody to throw to. He needs somebody to take the pressure off him as a running back. He needs a defense that can keep him in ball games. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what Bill O'Brien was thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm still sitting on the he, edge of my seat. What I'm, what this man was thinking. He just didn't like uh, Deshaun Watson, and I think the entire franchise, the way they treated J.J. Watt, showed that Deshaun Watson was not valuable to them. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, we do everything to, to keep him or provide for him. Yeah. And that's crazy considering how many injuries J.J. Watt has had. Yeah. And the Because the thing is, the best ability is availability. And J.J. Watt has not shown that ability. As great of an athlete as he is and a problem to deal with as an offensive line, I mean, you, he's not the – you can't necessarily guarantee he's going to be there every single Sunday. And that's no fault of his own. It's just sometimes people are more injury prone than others. But when you know that, you 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 shouldn't, you know, sell the farm just to keep him around. And yet they did. Injury prone and getting old. That's that's the biggest <laughs> thing. He is getting super old. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't. I'm not willing to waste my prime. It's like you've seen what Deshaun Watson can do when he has a competent, a competent line and a in like a, you know one over the top receiver and decent receivers. It's like that guy. Man, he's the closest thing to Michael Jordan that I've seen on the football field like in a long time. Like just because of the way that he can do stuff, he would honestly be Patrick Mahomes if he had Patrick Mahomes's like yeah talent around him like if we're being completely honest yeah. I, I mean it's hard to for, let's if we're being honest it's hard for Mahomes to have a bad game with the amount of weapons he has around them exactly like I, I don't know all I know is, is that like if like if you're the Texans it's like you know you can hold him out and you're still going to be winding up paying him and he can go the injury route or he can be an idiot go out there and sacrifice like what uh, two more years of his prime, like hitting your head up on the wall, never winning the game. I mean, when J.J. Watt walks up to you at the end of the season and say, I'm sorry that we wasted another one of your prime years, that should tell you something as an organization. J.J. Watt doesn't just say that type of stuff. He's not going to be the petty person that says that type of thing just to get, just to be on TV. Like, J.J., if... J.J. Watt said that because he meant that because, like, this team screwed him royally. Royally. Like, Bill O'Brien screwed him, like, to the uh, to the utmost. To the utmost. I don't even remember watching David Johnson run the ball this year, like, at all. And that's what you traded away to for. Yeah. God, what's the receiver's name? DeAndre Hopkins. Like that, yeah. that's what you think. How could away. you let go of the hundred? That makes no sense. How was the like, Hopkins? Why, why do you think that's a, a good idea to let him go? It's a money thing. They knew that he was going to ask for a bunch of money. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, be that as it may, like, Bill, you're a GM, like, sit down and find a middle ground with this guy. 
Like, I don't care if he's going to ask for a bunch of money. Like, you know, you y'all sit down because like that was Deshaun's only freaking weapon. And with him and like, you know what I'm saying, with J.J. Watt, like they, that, they were three players like that made it a comparable team. Yeah. And it's like, I don't give a damn. And then the on top was. of that, you decide to, you, you don't tell your number one guy that you're getting rid of his receiver. Yeah. Well, here's out online. If if you're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, who is arguably top three at least wide receiver in the league, you get more than a second, a fourth, and an old David Johnson. Like that. That's my biggest issue with the trade. It's not the fact that he traded him. It's the fact that you traded him and got as little as you did. You got nothing for him. That that's just like I mean you're you're giving him to Arizona at that point, but I don't know. That that was Bill O'Brien. I don't think anybody really got a, got along with Bill O'Brien. Maybe outside of JJ Watt. Okay, well then why do you give him that amount of power? Why in the world do you make him the head coach and the GM? When has that ever worked in the history of sports? And we're going to go Belichick for a while. It shouldn't have happened, but you look at the front office now. Everybody that was in that regime, where are they? Gone. Yeah, we. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, just like J.J. Watt had an opportunity to sit down with a family that owns the Texans and ask for his release, and they gave him, like, what they, what they, what they wanted. Let's be real. The only reason why they're holding on to Deshaun Watson is to sell tickets. Like, that's the only thing that they care about at this point. Like, you let go of one ticket maker. I mean, one ticket seller. You just release the other ticket seller. They're literally like, oh, man, we can't let go of him unless you're smart and you trade him for a haul and he's happy because he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're happy because you can probably pick up some decent pieces. It's like, it's a win-win situation. But... I don't know. I don't know why they're so dug in about like not letting him go. I'm like, when he's going to leave, when he gets a chance anyway. So it's like, why force me to stay when I don't want to be there? Might, might as well get know. something for him. Yeah. yeah. And you can get a lot. Think about what what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. What do you think you can get for Deshaun Watson? That's my point. Right like there. you can rebuild that team. Like almost instantly, like with the with trading that one person, like and that's being completely honest. Like, say the right team. I don't know. Like, mm, the like Jets Chicago. Would be. You said the Jets. Yeah, if they could offer up their pick. That's the biggest thing the Jets have, and yeah, you could draft your your next franchise. And I, if I were them, I would just draft uh, Justin Fields if they get that spot and have someone who's legitimately like showtime i would not draft um what's his name zach wilson or yeah the guy whoever from, uh, from byu from byu yeah and then also now they're talking about the the, the quarterback from north dakota state Bro, oh, yeah, another, yeah the first, first five yeah i mean he's a he's a he's a better runner than Carson Wentz, but that's really it. Like, and you saw how well it's worked out with Carson Wentz. Like, they're looking to trade him before the season now. Bro, dog, if Just I were crazy. Philly, 
if I was Philly. I love Jalen Hurts to death, but dang, that would be an enticing trade too. Think about that. Who Jalen Hurts for? Um, no, not Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about Carson Wentz Carson for Wentz. Deshaun. Oh yeah, that I know that would suck for Jalen, but I mean, like Deshaun Watson in Philly. I mean, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing with that. Uh, don't get me wrong; it wouldn't be great for Jalen Hurts, but we're also we're not 100 percent sure whether he can be your franchise quarterback right now from what we've seen. True. Uh, so yeah. with that, with that, you know, if anything, when you have Deshaun, when you've got him and Deshaun Watson on the same team, you don't have to change your play calling when you're running your second team. You, right. you really don't. Which, you really don't. I mean – and that's that's one of the things that, you know, don't get me wrong, Notre Dame is not to the level that they're supposed to be, but they've made strides. And that stride came when they went from having their their starting quarterback being a pocket passer and their two backup quarterbacks being, you know, mobile quarterbacks. When they were out all mobile quarterbacks, they were able to they didn't have to change what they were play calling during practice. And that's huge. Just having the same type of guy at all levels of your quarterback. It will also benefit. I'm not going to say it's going to make them, you know, a contender, but then again, also they're playing in the NFC East, and you know, if you that's that's my point right there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you have to go up against the Giants. It's the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and who's the last team? Washington, I think. Washington football team. Team without a name. Yeah, um, if I was Deshaun Watson, I would definitely be like, okay, yes, it's a similar talent, but you're telling me you can't will if you can will that Houston team to four wins, you're telling me in the NFC least, you're telling me you can't will that team to seven or eight or or at least well, eight. Well, here's the thing that team they won won six games this season. Yeah. And so you add in clearly that that Deshaun Watson can give you four wins. I mean, maybe make it three wins uh, just to be, you know, be, you know, unbiased, objective. Nine and seven wins you that division, no problem. Every single year. I'm talking about every single year. So, I don't know. You ask me. I mean, the Giants won the Super Bowl going nine and seven and winning that conference. I mean, you don't even have to win or get a winning record this year to win that conference. This you know? is true. Seven, seven and nine. Seven and nine. But, <laughs> but I was going to say, um, I was just thinking about it. The entire city of Houston, like their sports franchises are oh, in the God. dumpster. That's... Like you start off with the Astros and their trash can incident um, and all of that and cheating. And then you go to the Rockets and how their entire franchise imploded and James Harden's having this whole trade fiasco, and now you both know, your superstars the, are gone. You fired your head coach, like, like Houston shut it down for the year, all all sports wise, and just and just you know take a break and try to figure things out. I don't know who the owners are of the franchises, but if they're owned by the same person, you, you got to sell, just sell <laughs> everything. Sell everything out. 
crap is sad. But yeah, free hashtag free Deshaun Watson. Hashtag yeah. um Houston sucks. Hashtag um dang. I don't even know. Just get Shatan somewhere nice. Somewhere yeah, I can cheer for him again. All right, uh, we'll move on. Uh, we'll roll into basketball like we just started talking about. What? How do we feel the NBA is doing right now with everything going on? Um, we had that incident with the with the Mavericks, which I kind of thought was overcorrection by the league, but I'll get your thoughts first. Bro, it's 2021. They're going to, like, eventually they're going to, like, they're going to be forced to change it. Like, it's only a matter of time, so. It's already in the, in, uh, in, in the UK, they don't play national anthem at their sporting events. They went through this, like, 15 years ago. Yeah, America's always late to the party. But here's, the thing, here's my issue with it. They weren't playing the national anthem the entire season. The NBA was aware of that. I mean, they're not stupid. And then all of a sudden when they have fans, it's like, now it's a problem. It wasn't, it wasn't even the fans. It was a, a reporter or someone yeah. announced it because they noticed, you know, it wasn't being played. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the NBA was just trying to save face. Uh, yeah, and that's the point, thing. It's like you, why enforce the policy? I understand it's a policy, but why enforce it now? You got to, you should have enforced that from the, the beginning. Right. Like, Go back and try to force it now. Like everybody knows that it's going on. Like that's 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 still looking. Either way, you look bad. That's kind of like um, what's it called? The Pledge of Allegiance in schools. Do y'all still do that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. But none of my kids stand for it. Okay, because like I, I know in, at least at least when I was in high school, we just kind of <laughs> stopped doing it. Like our, our teachers, um, the way they had it for us in high school, it was played on the morning announcements on our TVs. Our yeah. teachers didn't even turn on their TVs. Half TVs, the time. exactly. Like it's just like, I mean, and I don't think that makes anybody more or less patriotic because they stand or whatever. We start for, school at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm not about to get out of, out of my chair when I'm half asleep just to. And uh, just to recite something like that as a kid, like, I mean, I stand up, I don't say it. I just stand up during it just to, you know. Yeah. Go through the motions. Yeah. So I, you know, for me personally, if they played it, they removed it. I could care less. Yeah. I it mean, it's, does. it's not, if this is the Olympics, okay. That's one thing because the Olympics is about, you know, national pride. Right. I mean, I don't go there. I don't go to the, go to a, a football game to to listen to the national anthem. That's that's not why I'm there to 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 watch a game. Like I mean, oh, it's stupid, but you know, it's 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 crazy. It's different in any in, in different places. Like I mean, y'all are just far enough north where it's like. It doesn't like it doesn't matter, and you still have a choice. Me, on the other hand, I'm down here, bro. It's still like a freaking cult. Like if you don't stand up, it's like, bro, they're ready to like decapitate you. Mm -hmm. It's like, eh, I'm good. I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. I'm grown. Literally, have said that walking down the hallway while they're like, hey, you know the pledge is being played. I'm like, yeah, I know. 
I'm good. I mean, like our our teach our administrators when we were you know full boat in the building, we still we made students stop. Like they they made students stop in the hallway. The pledge was going on. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I feel like that's just the like you we you've been programmed not not saying like you but like yeah. like people in general have been programmed for so for so long because it's just like you know heck bro i catch my dad doing it like you know he's just like oh, the pledge is on like like you know stand at attention be respectful i'm like okay like i mean that's why i don't even play that my game like i like i don't care like uh-uh i, I just think that it's pointless like I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I love living here. It's a great place, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like, I don't really feel like you, you got to do it every single freaking time. Like, you yeah. have a sporting event. So I think it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, if I don't know where I live at, then, I mean, it's kind of an indictment on myself. Like, I don't have to be told every day. But, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Not to get too political, but you know, everybody can have their own opinions yeah. about stuff, and and it's okay to have different opinions. You know, it is. I'm not. It I'm doesn't, not it doesn't affect my... me that you don't. It doesn't affect <laughs> me that you don't stand for the national anthem. Yeah, right. not, yeah, not in the deep south. No, there's one opinion and one opinion only, and that's the opinion of the majority. That's the only thing these people that people in the south care about. Like being completely honest, like. And we all know that for living in the South for pretty much the majority of our lives is like. I think that's that's everybody's mindset is that when you have an opinion on something, you want to be right and you want to be validated through yeah. others' opinions, which is why, Solo, you sent that TikTok to us that we didn't even watch. You just want to validate your opinion that Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady for whatever reason. You know, it's 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 Is this not... like the same TikTok that you sent to me like a couple of weeks ago talking about how Southerners act during tornadoes versus hurricanes, like <laughs> being prejudiced and stuff. It's like, yeah, them same little pig headed, uh unnecessary opinions that you be having about people, sir. Yeah. Did I yeah. send that to you? No, it's accurate. That's yeah, accurate though. I've seen that that, that video. That's ac yeah. that's hundred percent accurate, that video. Let me see. Did I so they're, that? they're all freaking out. Tornado. They're, they want to go out there and watch it. That's that's an accurate representation of the South. Ella Morris, you did send that to me. I got the screenshot. Oh, you sent yeah, it to I me. did send it. Dang. <laughs> Busted. <sighs> yeah, uh, trying to be all uh, politically correct all the dog on time. Yeah. Validation, I mean, you sir. have to be be politically correct or anything it's just that's that's human nature is that you you want to be right no um, he's no, like i'll your, give you that your your thought process is my my thought process is right like yeah. what you think is is your truth that's cool you know just don't affect others by it you know that's that's when you start crossing the line but but that's that's my political spiel <laughs> But I am right. <laughs> but uh, so I guess there's nothing really else we need to talk about in the NBA. Uh, I mean, nothing's really changed since the last time we've talked about it. Yeah, LeBron's the MVP. No, no, we're not. No, don't you do it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. 
because he is as of right now. He's the MVP. Twenty six games <coughs> in, he's the MVP. It's whatever for me. But I, I'm just going to say <laughs> shout out to to Steph for leading his team as far as he has. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how he did it with absolutely nobody except for um, light skinned God. Uh, what's his name? Kelly, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Him and then uh, triple single machine Draymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the same guy Lamoris, Lamoris Brown got on and said, Damian Lillard has more range than Steph Curry. Damian Lillard is a better he has more than Steph Curry. I said he had more range. I did not say that Damian Lillard was better than Steph. Oh I clearly, I clearly said <laughs> Steph was the all right, best all overall. Right. We've player. already had that argument. Uh, let's let's move. Let's let's turn back to the uh, NFL. Uh, go to Dallas. Uh, their Dallas Cowboys social media team released a hype video for this coming season, and noticeably left off one person. Hey, he's not signed. Until he's signed, he can't go on advertisements. Take him off. Here's the argument with that. The head of the media department said this was simply an oversight. There's no story here. PR move. Now, let's go that 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 is true, that it was an oversight. Because you know what? I'm going to probably some intern was told at the last minute to put together a hype video, and he was just grabbing films really quick. So I'm not going to blame him. But it's very telling that this is if this is an oversight, that people in this building don't think about Dak Prescott the way that they should think about Dak Prescott. Clearly, he's not held in the same esteem as other franchise quarterbacks were held in Dallas. If this is true, that he is that it was a quote-unquote oversight that he was not in the video. One, that's complete, utter, total BS. It was not an oversight. It goes through too many hands for nobody to realize that Dak Prescott was no, not that's in what the I'm video. Saying. Like, there's, there's absolutely no way that it was an oversight. It's kind of like the uh, Brave situation. I, I know y'all don't follow them as tightly as I do, but um, Marcelo Braves Zuna, don't play baseball? I didn't know that. Made it further in the playoffs than both of y'all's teams, but we're not talking about that. Um, Did they win though? It doesn't matter. Uh, Marcelo's, yes, they have. Marcelo Zuna um, <laughs> recently re-signed with the Braves, um, and up to this point, you know, because he was a free agent, he wasn't appearing on anything. Um, and then as soon as, literally, the day that he re-signed, they announced that he's going to have a bobblehead day. Um, and they put out all of this promo stuff and everything like that. I know it's two separate situations, but like your marketing team knows when players are not signed. Yeah, but and with not that to being put said, this there. team has, the, the, Jerry Jones has made it very clear that he is wanting Dak on this team. He is their guy. They're going to find a way to sign him. I see. He's still under a franchise tag, technically, so he's still officially part of the team at this point. Yeah, not a free agent, he, right? Now. So he hasn't signed it. 
that argue, but he is still under the franchise tag that he signed last year. Therefore, he is still a part of this team officially. Therefore, he can be used in any hype video that they have. I forgot Sir who uh, has a point. I forgot who who said it, but um, they were talking about how Jerry Jones is just petty. Um, and when she crossed him, he he takes that to heart. I think how he, the how whole. Did, but how did that cross him? Dad was the biggest company man. He did everything right. In, in the contract, bro, in the year, contract, bro. the contract negotiations. Bro, the man so threw away his black if, card for there come Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones he, gonna be pitted because the man was like, "Bro, I don't, I don't want to sign this. I don't, don't want to sign no five year deal. That, that, that I don't feel like that's enough for Jerry Jones to be like, oh, you know what? That's the last straw there. Uh huh." Guess what, young boy? No hype video for you. Uh huh. How about that? If that's all it takes, Jesus. Remind me never to step foot in Houston or Dallas. But from from what was said, is that whatever happened in those contract negotiations? I guess two years ago, when it first started, um, before he signed the first franchise tag. Um, I don't know if they came to an agreement or if because Dak press out put out so so much of a ridiculous um, counter offer he just said F it and kept moving but whatever the reason he got upset and now he's standing his ground and he's not going to budge he's Yes, he recognizes that Dak Prescott is probably the best QB that you know that they could get at the moment. Unless but he's going to get Watson. him. How? Oh. Offer him Dak in a couple oh. couple picks. I mean, nah, hey, he's got a point there. You sign like, the whole sign and trade deal situation. Sign and trade. That actually would be like, a bad idea. Do they have sign and trades like the NBA? I don't think they could do that, can they? I think it's been. I mean, like you can do it without it being an official, like official deal. Yeah. Like Houston, they they talk to Houston and they talk to Dak and say, okay, if, is is this a good? They're all happy with the, the the contract, and then they do the trade. But yeah. Um, do you think we need to do away with the franchise tag? No, you need to do away with making the the quarterback a part of your team salary that would solve everything made the quarterback well, they, a, a totally separate thing like make a quarterback salary cap and base it solely on the market and make the, the rest of the team give it its own salary cap that's just fair because then at that point you don't have to worry about having one quarterback which is the most important position on your team killing your franchise yeah I don't think it that's would make the the fairest that that would be the most beneficial to the team. I don't, I wouldn't consider that fair because the quarterback in theory is going to get paid regardless, unless you're Dallas and you decide. But to he's pay. talking about how it affects the rest of the the, the, the salary. Cap. Yeah, that's like a ma- that's, yeah. It's not about the quarterback; it's about the rest of the team. Well, if Dallas you kept the messed salary up. Cap the same, and you literally just took away the quarterback salary as part of the salary cap, and now you can pay guys that much. It's like, like think about how much that frees you up financially, and get you that, a chance to like strengthen up other positions. 
Like that, that's, I don't see how that affects everybody if everybody gets a chance to do that. I, I think it, it opens things up in the sense of like, you know how NBA free agency is different than NFL free agency, right? So like yeah. you, don't, you don't see stars move as freely in the NFL. Um, I think when you start opening up and just having a strict salary cap, you, you end up having just a free-for-all. And then what, what's going to happen is, okay, in the sense of like Tom Brady, he's just going to sign one-year deals and then he's going to leave um, whatever franchise and then go to the next franchise that has the best roster. And the same with Patrick Why not? Mahomes. That's, that's, what you, that's what you do in that, what they do in the NBA, player mobility. Like that's not, that's bad. For but they, they give incentives. They die like, they give incentives to stay. There, there's a takeaway. There's no stay. That's all I'm saying. Like, give them the same, like, pay them mega money in order to get them to stay around like the Supermax and the NBA. What but if, simply saying, simply saying that it's not beneficiary to take the quarterback salary off because somehow it makes moving around as a player. What easier. if teams started like, doing this with their quarterback want. instead of signing them to major deals? And affecting their salary cap, offering them shares of the of the franchise. Yeah, no, I can't see that ever happening. I mean, I mean I'm not saying that it would happen, but like, I mean, your quarterback still gets big time money, and it doesn't affect your salary cap. My thing is, would they be in this situation if they didn't give um, Ezekiel Elliott that big contract for no reason? Oh no! Literally, no, no other team has had an issue re-signing its franchise QB. It's either that franchise QB wants to leave because the team's not good or they just want a new environment, whatever the case may be. But if you're a franchise QB, they prioritize you. The issue with Dallas is they they screwed up big time and signed a running back who outside of that one year hasn't looked like, you know, a top running back in the league. Yeah. So now right. you're you're sitting with your hands tied because you don't have or you don't want to spend the money to keep your franchise QB. It's not even that they don't have it; they just don't want to spend it. Yeah, that's the thing. They got no. the money. I don't know what. I don't know why they're not. They're not. I mean, they're doing it because it's like Dak knows that at the end, if he would have signed a four-year deal, like it runs out as soon as the NFL gets its its TV money renewed. I mean, contracts renewed. And then he would end, and if he was having a decent year or productive years, like he could ask for, you know, about just the moon, and they would have to give it to him. Like, and Jerry Jones is like, he wants to be able to, like, get that money under the wraps and get a chance to get his hands on it first and then divvy it out as he sees fit and not have to spend the house on a quarter on, on another quarterback. But going back to my, my last point, I guess the last thing that I'll say on it is, it's like the perfect situation. Could have is like right now, like Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, perfect example. So they're only able to afford OBJ, Jarvis Landry, like, and most of these guys because they're, you know, like Jarvis Landry and OBJ have absorptive contracts. They can do that because Baker Mayfield has yet to be paid. Yes. Right. Right. And then you also have the same thing with, you know, what like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who are really good running backs, great NFL running backs who I think Nick Chubb is still on his rookie deal and Kareem Hunt, like, had to take, you know, just about dirt change in order yeah. to get back into the NFL. Okay, cool. 
see, here's the problem. When all those guys prove themselves and Baker has to get paid this upcoming year because his rookie deal is almost done as a quarterback, it's like, imagine being able to keep that team together if you want to keep Baker. Like, that's that's, like, that's the bit. Like, like Baker's going to have to take an L if they want to do that. And see, and that, that provides that provides that's but why also at the same time happening. do you need to give baker a big contract anyways i know that's what the league standard is now but this team no, has not a record until this year with him and i agree with you my like, biggest thing is that he's got I don't, one I, career year right now do you really need to give him a big time contract right but it's the market for the quarterback, and that's what I mean. If we're going to make the argument for Dak Prescott, you got to get like and say that he deserves his money. You're going to have to come and flip it on its head and say that you have to give the exact same benefit to Baker because, as much as we hate to admit it, the man won a playoff game in his first three. I mean, in his first what two three years? Yeah, and not like, against some slap team that just barely made it in. They beat the Steelers. Like this team, he beat the Steelers. Was undefeated like twice, for the first, so, you know, what thirteen games of the season. And like, I mean, it might not seem like much because of the circumstances. I get it, but like at the end of the day, like Brody actually like did something really special with that group of. I mean, with the group of talent that he had. And I just don't think that that should be torn apart, like because of the fact of one position taking up almost fifty percent of your salary cap. Like that, that it just doesn't who, make sense financially. Who, who, it doesn't con- make sense. who control that? Is it is it the fact that quarterbacks just started requesting it, or if teams didn't just pay the quarterbacks this ungodly amount of of money? Would they be in this situation like that? That's twofold to me. But like, you have no. You but have, you have you can't to have. You can't well, have okay, your so, cake and eat it too. So like you know yes, how the NBA because it's like if you when you got you billions can, of dollars, you can have your cake and eat it too. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm, it, I'm it's, talking about it's a, the, it's a position the, that you need to be successful in order for you to actually function. You can't right. put Brock Osweiler out there with the books. And win a free championship. So, like, so King. hear me out. I'm saying in this situation, right? You can't be like, you can't be upset with teams being stuck and not having good QBs because they can't pay for it when the franchises themselves were the ones giving out the money and keep kept increasing in it, just like it just right. continued. They put themselves like, in the situation. They put themselves in not that Not they don't spot. deserve this money. But right, you put them you put them in that situation, and you know how the NBA has a salary cap. Like you can only one player could get what thirty percent of your salary cap. I think is the max. They should yeah. have done that with QBs rather than just letting the market just continuously set it because you set yourself up for failure. And if they go away with what you're suggesting, also think about rookie contracts. Why would you sign a rookie contract? Say say I'm Trevor Lawrence. Say I'm Trevor Lawrence in this situation, and I know I'm going to be a top QB um, coming in. Would it be smart for me to get drafted and sign my rookie contract? Or should I just say, no, I don't want to be drafted. Go undrafted and become a free agent and just sign market value. Yeah, but you have to declare yourself eligible for the draft. Exactly. To be a free agent once all said and done after that mm-hmm. you, just walk. you don't have to sign your rookie contract though 
yeah, you don't have to sign your rookie contract. But my biggest thing is like write it into the bylaws. Like, it, it, I mean, it's not like it's not unheard of to force somebody to like go through and be drafted. I mean, the one person, the one person that I will say that that got around that as an NBA player, and it's only one time it's ever happened, was Gilbert Arenas. Like Gilbert Arenas was a second round pick. And, you know, their contracts are guaranteed. He tears right. it up in his first two years of the league, and then they have to re-sign him, and he winds up signing a con- an absorptive contract, and he was actually higher paid than what, the first over half overall, of the year. Yeah. The, but yeah, in that, in but that his contract play. at that at that point, his contract did end. It's, it's not like he just tore it up and said, I wasn't going to play for this amount of money. Like, he was up to be re-signed, and – to to his point you know like he's talked about in the past like you know it lucked out for him that he was a second round pick and he could re-sign nobody well I wouldn't say nobody expected him the teams that didn't draft him before that didn't expect him to blow up the way he did right but no I mean my 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 biggest thing in like in saying that is just like at the at the end of the day I understand like the like, you know, the teams that have done it to themselves, blah, blah, blah. But still, the market is the market. Like, we're not saying do away with the salary cap. If you ever did that, then it would be pure chaos because the Dallas Cowboys would win five straight Super Bowls because Jerry Jones would just break the bank to win because he has money and he would do that. I'm just saying, like, one, one person, one person. Like, you have to pay that person in order to go. Like, I'm sorry. Like, um, imagine a, a, a NFL where Peyton Manning's salary didn't affect him getting other talent around him. Or, like, God forbid, like, you know, Drew Brees or, like, Tom Brady when he was in New, in New England. Like Tom Brady was taking pay cuts. Yeah, which is stupid. Like, I don't want to – I don't care less about winning when it comes to my money. I don't care. Well, your wife's I mean, also I, the richest supermodel in the world, so you don't really need to worry about money. I would take – I think I would Not everybody has that luxury. A, a, a $5 million pay cut if that produces me an extra ring or two and, and influences my legs. Now, if I was just like a regular player, like a wide receiver, running back, linebacker, whatever, I wouldn't take that. But if you're a QB and you have a legacy like that, and you have a chance to win it all multiple times, take that pay cut. Don't you you get so much more by taking that pay cut. Nah, you you gotta bet on yourself. And I nah, I'm uh, give me the sure thing. Give me the money, give me the, the zeros in my bank account. They like I the hell with a ring. Give look me at, my money. Look at Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm sure he wishes he took a slight pay cut to get some receivers earlier in his career. That's or, not his fault. Now that, if you want to put anything on that, that's 159,000% on the organization. Front office. Yeah. You don't, you don't drive, you don't drive a receiver in the first round, the entire man's tenure. Not once. Zero. Whose fault is that? You don't have to, if you could sign free agents. Who Why would I sign up? They nobody want to go to no dang the frozen tundra known as Green Bay. If I had Aaron Rodgers throwing to me, I would go. Cap. <laughs> in that if they were cap. Pay, in if a they basic were town like that, you know what they 
fun. Aaron Rodgers rides around in the back of a trick pickup truck and drinks beer. And they got cheese over there, cheese heads and everything. That's a great city. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. See how make snow angels us. in September. But outside of outside of the football player, you'd be the only black man in the dang city. Like, oh, are you a new running back, sir? <laughs> oh my gosh. The body of Eddie Lacey. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm sorry. That should not have been as funny as it was, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, all for getting the quarterback salary cap out of the uh, what's his name, out of the league, abolish it. All right. Uh, with that, we will move on. We're running a little long today. Move on to the any moment of the week. Ooh, ooh, I actually have one. I actually have one today. It came from last night during the Lakers game. Okay. So once again, you got to love Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks has not figured out yet not to poke the bear. That is LeBron James. If you didn't watch the game last night, for the majority of the game, the Lakers were down uh, to, the, to the Grizzlies. I'm talking about big, as many as 20 points uh, at one point in the game. And the first Dylan quarter Brooks, with half the fourth, first quarter left to go, still down 20. So... Dylan Brooks decides to once again start talking to LeBron while uh, while he's on the bench, saying that oh you're trash, y'all about to lose to us, this thing, all this and the other. Huh. LeBron proceeds to turn on God mode and obliterate the 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 I mean obliterate them in the third quarter by scoring. The team itself scored forty one points in a quarter. In a quarter. 41 points after Dylan Brooks started talking trash. And then subsequently, they win by 10, but they were up as many as 20 when the starters got taken out. And then Grayson Allen decided to hit like four threes in a row and, you know, bring them back within a reasonable distance. But the question, the thing is this, if you are not a superstar, stop talking trash to arguably the best player that has ever picked up an orange round ball. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. He shows you up every time, and he caught him little again while he was on the bench. It's priceless. If he's going to show me up regardless, why don't I just have fun and talk trash to begin with? I'm a bro because he piece. was doing, bro. He was doing bad. He was he, doing I, bad. Like LeBron he, was having an off game. He, he had, wasn't terrible. He, like, he was. Like he was trying to get bro. He was trying to get AD involved in his first game back, and then Mark Consol was playing like pure butt cheeks. No, he was quarter. not, bro. Like, that you, first you quarter, a, Mark, you Mark such a Mark Gasol Gasol was, hater. Mark Gasol was absolute garbage that first quarter. Absolute garbage. JT, don't listen. Don't listen to Lamores. Lamores loves to like go, be go watch such it a, again. Have so, such a favorite. Re, I, I watched the game. Rewatch the, the first game. quarter. Everybody, Rewatch. every, every, Lamores, Lamores, everybody had a bad first quarter. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. Don't just pick on Marcus Saul, who had, oh, the, no, who I... had three, who had three clutch assists in that fourth quarter period that got us that lead. Marcus Saul, 
who got oh, all I said was Mark Gasol had a bad first quarter solo. Yeah, like I'm yeah. shitting on the man. He had a really bad first quarter. Man, I always be shitting on Marcus Gasol. Like Marcus Gasol ain't ain't that guy. He ain't that he guy. Marcus. He is. And I no, bet he ain't gonna get traded. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Morris, what you got? I don't have anything to be honest. I've been petty free for the past couple of days. That's a lie. You've been going to rehab or something? Oh no, never that. I've been spending money on Valentine's Day gifts. And <laughs> <laughs> no. I spent maybe fifteen, twenty dollars. Bruh, if she spent more than that on you, you should be ashamed of yourself. I was about to be petty then. <sighs> it's a petty moment of the week. Oh no. I'm gonna save it for for a real argument. Okay. Well, uh I'll give mine. Mine uh goes to Mike Tannenbaum. He is a former GM um in the NFL. Uh and he was asked what he would give up if he was because he used to be the GM for the Jets and also the Dolphins, what he would be willing to give up to get uh Deshaun Watson. Um, he started out, you know, I'll give him all the draft picks, give him Sam Darnold, my wife, my daughter. My daughter's a huge salary cap hit. Dang, her daughter. <laughs> I might take that deal. How does she look? I don't know. She's, she's got money, though. Got a lot of money. Anyways, uh, we'll move on to final thoughts. LeBron is the MVP this year. I'm, I'm calling it. Free He's been the MVP Watson. for the past 15 years, but nobody wants to see that. Oh, yeah, nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, we'll, see, we'll, get, we'll get on this podcast and, and, and rave about Kobe being robbed once, but we won't talk about the 50 other times LeBron has been robbed. That's none of my business. When a team goes from being in the, the championship to being in a lottery draft pick that's value right there like <laughs> like we can't argue that at all uh but my final thought is Sean Watson be petty be pet be be the pettiest man alive because you deserve it you've earned it uh in honor of Valentine's Day being tomorrow it's cheaper to be single. <laughs> That's your moment of the week right there. Um, also, shout out to Sarah Land. I just want to throw that out there. Huge win. Yes, absolutely. He said shout out to Sarah Land. Yeah, they had a good win last night. Good job. They beat McGill. Easy path. Might have. Easy path, my butt. All right. Yeah, uh, try beating them when they have three top, top what fifty players in Alabama, with a sophomore and a freshman, and a five foot four point guard. That's a senior. You have a, a issue with five foot four point guards? Yeah, I do because they normally can't shoot the ball. I'm sure they're a pest on defense, though. They lock y'all down. That it works. 
All right. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your time with your loved one on this Valentine's weekend, which may be yourself. All right, y'all. Left hand.